Look at you. You made it to another episode of We Did That Shit Podcast, where we talk about who did some shit, what we learned from shit, and how we got through some shit. I'm Aya. And I'm Babi. Podcast family, we appreciate you, and we hope your week was the shit. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you enjoy our company, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. (laughs) Don't start already. What is up? I was looking at something, actually. Oh my goodness. That's the reason why I was laughing. Why do you look at something when you're supposed to be paying attention to me? I was, excuse me, you sounded like my damn man. Yeah. When you're supposed to be paying attention to me. To me. That's right. Okay. What's What's up? (laughs) Not much. How was your week? My week was pretty good. I have no complaints. My week was pretty good. Um, Started off the week with. We went to go see the Medea play. Oh, that was fun. Uh, you know what? We had a good time with the family because we have a good time with the family. But that the start of that play, not the play, but getting into the play, got right. on my damn nerves. I didn't uh, like the venue at all. Oh, really? I did. You said the seats was really tight, right? I am 63 inches. I have never had a leg room problem in my life. Right. My legs were so tight. Mm. He kept bumping the seat in front of me. Like, I was like, this is crazy. Well, we were sitting up in a handicapped section. Right. Um, And at first, I was really pissed off about it because I don't like the fact that they don't have um, suitable handicapped accessibility. I don't like right. that in right. any venue. You know, if you have a, a section you need to have an elevator up to that section. Like, it's handicapped people in the world. And right. at that play, it, the vast majority of the people in there was handicapped. Yeah, Especially up in the there. section. Scooters, booters, walkers. They was in there. And so, the section down where you guys were sitting, they didn't have handicap accessibility, so we had to sit up. And I'm glad that we did. I had a run-in with this woman. See, I am always trying to be a better person than I was yesterday. yesterday. That's right. I'm really adopting that act positive. Mm-hmm. Think positive. Think positive. Become a positive person. Right. I'm really trying to adopt that in my life. And people just continue to want to pull you back into the negativity abyss. Mm-hmm. And when we went to that play, I was pulled into the negativity abyss. Now, you know, long story short, you know my mom is handicapped. Right. My mom walks with a walker. This woman comes tipping in the door. Now, it's a line, a <laughs> handicapped line. 
Again, people got scooters, booters, walkers, canes, everything. She comes tipping in the door with her cane, bypasses the line for the tickets, gives the girl her tickets, and then going to try to bypass the line to get in the elevator. And when she bypassed the line, she bypassed me and my mom. Tried to almost push my mom down, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't having that. So I'm like, it's a line. I said to her, it's a line. She was like, well, I'm getting on the elevator. I said, yeah, in the back of us because it's a line. Now, if the people in the back of us don't want to, they don't want to stand up for themselves, that's on you. But right. me and mine, you're not right. in front of us, sis. So she pushes her way onto the elevator. My aunt almost couldn't get into the elevator because, you know, Mickey was with us. She almost mm-hmm. couldn't get into the elevator. I'm telling her, get on the elevator. Right. The lady steady talking crap. So, and I'm talking to her too. Like it was a line. I don't care what you say. You bypassing people. It was a line. When we get off the elevator, she goes to her friend. Oh, she talking big buku, big shit. Oh yeah. They going to try to act like I wasn't going to get on the elevator and the elevator should only be for handicapped people. And I'm handicapped. I'm walking on a walker and these people, this, that, and third, I walked up to her. I said, I don't care if you want a cane or not. My mom is on a walker and you bypassed her. You almost pushed her down. She's handicapped and it is for handicapped people, but I'm with her. So that means that I'm going up on the elevator too. And it wasn't even your turn to get on the elevator. You sitting over here talking shit. My mom was like, Maya, Maya. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't care. Because, and she was an older woman too. And usually Mm -hmm. I don't disrespect the elders. But sis, sis, Mm -hmm. comment on down. Because you're telling, you're you're lying. And I said, and you're sitting over here lying to your friend. Because you know it didn't go down like that. And the next time, and I started getting a little (laughs) hype. Because I was like, and the next time. And then I said, you know what, pull it back. Think positive. Act positive <laughs> and you will become a positive person. And really, that's a lie. I'm lying now because my mom pulled me, and that's the reason why I left. Because, lady, you're ignorant. So, I just, I can't stand to see old, ignorant, ignorant. ghetto people. Oh, I think God, just me so just much. Get what you like. Have, and have some grace in your older age. Like, I, that just irks me. You you talking about a, I was pissed. So you know once I'm pissed, I'm on a hundred. I can't even calm myself down. Right. <laughs> so I had to get in the line to get me an alcoholic beverage to calm myself down. So finally I had the alcoholic beverage and my mom was like, You all right? And I was like, Yeah, I'm good. Cause like it was too much. It was it was really too much. It pissed me off. But the play was really good in spite of. Um, mm. I enjoyed the singing. I enjoyed the family time. And so the week was good because of that. How about you? How was your week? Because I could go on and on about that woman. I know, but I, you know, the play, Jiggy went to the play. And I was like super, super excited. And in fact, when this episode of the podcast airs, it will be April 1st, which is officially the first day of Autism Awareness Month. Oh, um, so it, it it took a little convincing, but I got Jiggy to go to the play, and I was so happy. And he did so well. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he didn't. I thought we were going to have to go early and mm-hmm. get in, and but he was like, he just stayed calm. And I was like, our seats are upstairs. We're going to go here. He was like, okay. 
you know, we sat down. I said, are you okay? He said, I'm all right. And he enjoyed the play because, you know, he loves Medea. He's seen mm-hmm. all the plays on the video because he don't go nowhere. But he's seen all the plays. He saw all the movies. He know all the lines. So mm-hmm. when the characters started coming out, he was smiling and clapping and laughing. And, you know, like towards the end, he kind of got a little anxious. And I just rubbed his leg like it's almost over. Everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And I asked him when we were leaving, I said, you want to wait until most of the people leave or you're okay? He was like, I'm okay. And he left. You know, and we came out to dinner with us. Right. We rode home in different cars and everything. He just jumped in the car and went. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like nothing. Came out to dinner, had a good time. And I was really. (laughs) (laughs) I was really happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really happy. It was a great day. And then he was like, I really wish Deja was here because he misses his sister. I know Mm -hmm. he does. But I was just so happy that he came out and he spent the day, you know, with us. So that was great. It was. It was really good. And I I tried to keep that same sentiment all week. Like, I just was happy. And then I went to work. Mm. You got to stop letting this job. Thank God for a job. But you know what? Every day, every day, every day, when I leave, I pray and pray. And when I go to bed, I pray and pray. And before I go there, I pray and pray. Every day, I try to, you know, get a better attitude about it. Like, you know, it's me, change me, help me, make me better, do your job the best. You know, I do all of those exercises. And every day, something else happens. Like, how many other things can happen? Mm -hmm. But clearly, I'm going to stop asking that because a lot of things can happen. So Mm -hmm. even today, something happened. And I was like, you know, at the end of the day, I just sat somebody down like, look, I'm frustrated. I'm I'm getting frustrated. This is ridiculous, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, a little, a civil conversation and Mm -hmm. it was all right. Okay. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know what? What they say just for today? Mm-hmm. Just for today. And it's the just, truth. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? Just for today. Let me just, just for today. It'll get better. But, you know, just for today. So that was my week. Okay. Well, you know what? Be calm. Be positive. Because if I could walk away from that woman, you could surely be mm-hmm. at work with a mm-hmm. positive mindset. So what's what else is going on in the world? We had good weeks, but this shit is Who happening. Did some so, shit? Some Who shit. did some shit? Who did some out of control? It's a lot who, of shit going on. Who did some shit is out of control? Just when you be like, yeah, yeah. So the first thing is Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. First of all, you know I do not listen to country music. I don't pay attention to country music. Nothing about country. I think country music is very that whole genre of music is very racist, and so I don't pay attention to racist. It. Yes, the country music people are racist, and this little Nas X just proved the point that I always make. Yes, country music is racist. You know when I knew country music was racist. Don't think about Hootie and the Bullfish. Whatever his name is. Darius Rucker or whatever his name Uh is. He the one and only. Don't think about him. He's not the one and only, but okay. Who who else is it? Jimmy Allen. uh, Charlie Charlie Pride was the first one in the Mm -hmm. Grand Ole Opry. There's Mm -hmm. a uh, girl named, what's her name? Something Guyton. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's not a lot, but there are some. I was going to say, how many 
country you music a lot is of passion. No, it's, country music. I don't care it because you like the stories of the country music. The country the music genre is racist. And you know when I knew that it was racist? When Beyonce went up there to perform and they made a big fuss out of it. Even though Beyonce brought eyes to the country music awards. They made the biggest fuss, all of the country music fans. And I knew right then and there that country music is racist. Well, even though I already knew like Beyonce? it ain't about Beyonce. It's not about Beyonce. It's about Beyonce being a black woman in the country music setting. I'm telling you. And now with this little Nas, all, but that's and, not the that's not the musicians. That was the fans. Like I won't go to a country concert because of the fans. I won't go. Okay, well that's the whole genre of music. It's people that most people that listen to country is the fans. I mean, most people that's at the country music um awards. Well, uh, the people think, that's at the country. Know, I, listen, uh, right, and the people that's singing it is too. It, with the exception of the people that you uh, just... Let's get back to Little Nas X. Let's not get off of the subject. So Little Nas X is a person who became kind of like an internet sensation recently. I, I think that he's been kind of putting out music um, here and there, but I just heard about him this week when, like I said, because I don't pay attention to country music, but he put out a song and it was called Old Town Road. Right now, when he put out this song, you know, it got onto the country chart charts. Right, and because it's country. Right, so <laughs> it got onto the country charts. Mm -hmm. It started like moving on up. It became like the number one song. I mm -hmm. mean, people was loving it. They had this um, app out there called TikTok, and you can make uh, videos with music clips. You know, mm -hmm. he got over six million people making videos for this song, and it mm -hmm. was just like all the rage. Well, as it was moving up the country slot on the Billboard um, charts, they pulled it down. They said it wasn't country. It wasn't the country genre. They said that it was not the country genre. Mm -hmm. It says that Billboard quietly removed Old Town mm -hmm. From the hot country songs and informed Little Nas X's label, Columbia Records, that his inclusion on the ranking was a mistake. Mm, mm, mm. A mistake. Mm, mm, mm. I'm reading this from Rolling Stone. It goes on to say that Billboard um, said upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Little Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. When determining gen um, genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is music composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. Mm, mm, mm. Country music is racist, and I'm going to stand by that. But you got thoughts because I mean, this is your thing. Country this this is, is my thing. I never heard of Little Nas X before this story broke, and so Nobody of course, did. of course, I listened to the song, mm -hmm. and the song does have the elements of country. It's not just the cowboy references, but it had. But what it what I'm thinking it was, and I'm not defending Billboard, I think it's wrong because if the fans thought it was country and if that's where they originally thought it should be and it was moving up, that's where they should have left it. You exactly. know, per period. There's no justification for them taking it off the country list at all, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. However, I will say that 
what gave them some momentum is that it was originally he's not he's originally marketed as a trap music artist. Mm-hmm. So what they're and I'm I'm thinking I don't know you know it's I think it's wrong I don't care what their thought process is but so I'm thinking that they're like oh well we don't want to put this trap music on you know this country thing however if you listen to country music which I do um, Florida Georgia Line you know that clip on Facebook that I tagged you in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Florida Georgia Line and people, a lot of people say they don't like Florida Georgia Line because they think, you know, they act like this, that, and the third. And, you know, who do they think they are? And, you know, because they're not the traditional today's country, mm-hmm. you know, because they, you know, have a lot of influences in their music, but they stay on the country charts. Go ahead and say that again. Yeah. They have a lot yeah. of influences in, right. their, in their music. So whether so, Little Nas exactly. X was marketed as exactly. a pop star or not. Exactly. He took influences from country music. He made a country music song. The lyric, Therefore, the lyrics, he uh, should yeah. be and on it the has a, it has a little It has a little trap beat in there and everything, but so does Florida Georgia Line. This mm. is how we roll. This is I how we roll. What is, well, I'm just saying they they have a lot of influences too. So yes, I think that is completely unfair. And like I said, I never heard a Lil Nas X before that, but I did hear the song. I saw the video. It's country to me. He, he has the elements. So he should be back on the charts. But of course, racist country music will not add him. But what else you got? In San Antonio, Texas, I did put this on because I was just raging raging mad when I first heard it. And I put this on our social media sites. Um, In San Antonio, Texas, you know, they are redoing Terminal A in their airport. Mm -hmm. And they had a special like city council meeting because Chick-fil-A wanted to be in the terminal. And they said no, because of Chick-fil-A's stance on LGBTQ etc matters and um their donations to uh historically conservative family organizations and things like that so they would not allow the chick-fil-a to open a restaurant in the new san antonio terminal a airport Uh, chick-fil-a was upset saying that they didn't even give them an opportunity to address any concerns that they had or anything they just had this meeting they voted and it was a no but And at the same time, a police officer, a San Antonio police officer who fed a homeless person a shit sandwich, Mm -hmm. literally took dog shit and put it between two slices of bread and put it right next to him. So in a a styrofoam container so that when he woke up, he thought he had food, was fired. And then they had to hire him back on a technicality. Mm. But what? A tech, what was the technicality? Did they say? They said no. They didn't really explain the technicality, but of course he got a lawyer saying, you know, that he shouldn't have been fired. Whatever. Now all I'm saying is, well, you why are not? Hired, exactly. You are hired to protect and serve, and you abuse the disenfranchised, and you think it's funny, right? And I'm supposed to trust you to protect me, right? Are you kidding me? And then, and what really makes me upset about it is. The police department is just like, oh, well, we had to hire him back because, you know, whatever the law said or whatever. They said it was a certain amount of time. They had to do something within a certain amount of time, and they exceeded the time. So when they terminated him, it had exceeded the time. So they had to give 
they have to give him his job back. But I'm just saying, and he's not like assigned right back to desk duty forever because mm-hmm. he should never, ever, ever come be in contact out in the with street. the public mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't come in contact. You can't even be the receptionist. You can't come in contact with the, you stay in the back and file paperwork. Right, because who's to say that he did this once and he won't do it again or that he hasn't done it prior to and it just didn't get caught for it, you or, know, or some or something else. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because not, if you have the thought process, exactly. to do that, then you have exactly. the thought process to shoot that homeless man down. You certainly don't have the um, sense to protect a homeless person and it i hate the way people do the handicap the way that they do people who are disenfranchised yes. the, people, the way they do homeless people you know i mean people can't help their situations and because a person is homeless does not mean that they're any less human than the next person who is living in a home and for you to do something like that when you know that a person is suffering hungry and for right. you to do something like that then you will do anything and and that's just the more truth. Than, more than half the country is one missed paycheck away from homelessness, their damn self. Every damn body. Cops you, included. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So Him I mean, included. Exactly. I just was so raging mad about yeah. that. Like it is something to be mad about because at time and time again, we keep hearing of these instances of these cops doing things, not just like this, but just doing things in general that has nothing to do with their job description, like killing uh, people, you know, uh, harming people, raping people, uh, you know, whatever the case is. We just keep hearing about instances of police officers doing stuff like this. And again, you want people to trust the cops. I don't trust the cops at all. I don't trust them for a reason. And then when you hear instances like this, it doesn't make it more for you to say, oh, I'm going to trust them more. It puts less and less Mm -hmm. trust and it puts more and more fear into people because that's what it does. It puts more and more fear into people. First of all, that is, you know, the fear, especially for a person of color of being killed at a traffic stop is very, very real. Mm -hmm. But there is a certain evil that has to live in a person mm-hmm. to pick up some shit yeah which it and, and put, put it, it between in two lo- pieces of bread yeah that's that's there's a, a a evil this is beyond racism mm-hmm. this is a a, a innate evil mm-hmm. that a person can have to do but such then he has his job back to continue to do evil to people exactly terrible And speaking of cops, Uh since we're on the subject of cops, let's talk about the two Patterson, uh, New Jersey officers who filmed, they they actually filmed themselves. Nobody filmed them. They filmed themselves assaulting a suicidal man at a hospital. And then after they were assaulting him and they had it on and they filmed themselves, they put in police reports, false police reports saying that none of it happened. After you filmed yourself, not somebody was walking by and they seen you attacking this man. Mm -hmm. You took your camera out and told your partner, go over there and and do this, do this. You know, the man is. Is the man is shackled down onto the bed because he's suicidal. They don't know when a person is suicidal and they take them into the hospital, they don't know what they're they're capable of doing to themselves. So they may put restraints. I don't want to yeah, restraints, I don't want to call them shackles, but 
You know that this person is suicidal. You know that this person has restraints. And you think that it's funny to bring out your camera and say, watch what I'm going to do. And go over there and slap the man. Let me just let me just say this. Punch let me, the man. Let me say, let me, you didn't see the video because you said. I didn't, let, and I couldn't. You, I let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. First of all, let me start at the beginning. The officer who did it. His name is um, something McAuslin or something. He is a drug dealer. His name is Ruben McAuslin. Ruben, Ruben McAuslin. So he's a freaking drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And there, the FBI was involved in an investigation in the Patterson Police Department. Mm-hmm. And he was under investigation and he was arrested. Mm-hmm. under this investigation and when they took his phone looking for evidence because it was in the warrant or whatever that's when they discovered the video. this mm-hmm. video now his partner his last name is then something then his partner videoed him slapping and when i tell you he was slapping the shit out of this man Mm. His name is Roger then. Roger then. Mm -hmm. And Roger then is smiling, laughing, and taking a video of Ruben McAuslin slapping and punching this man in the bed hard as hell. He broke bones in his face. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, hard as hell and laughing. And my thing is, Roger then, you, excuse me, I don't know if we ever said this on a podcast, and forgive me, Lord, but you punk-ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. to sit there and let this man abuse this man and laugh and that's most of the problem with the police force it's the ones that don't do anything you know it's it's them that's the problem so anyway as a result of that he was also arrested on that charge mm-hmm. um for the video and um the fbi said that reuben mcauslin he was sentenced to 66 months because he's a drug-dealing, dirty cop, ass, punk, ass snitch mm-hmm. who told on his supplier but would not tell on the other officers who were also involved in the sting. Mm-hmm. Because and you I'm think telling- that it's better to, 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 to snitch on your supplier than other officers because officers protect each other. And it's something that I always say over and over and over again. I say, if you are a cop and you know that another cop is doing wrong, then you're just as wrong as the dirty cop. Worse. So all y'all in cahoots together. Worse. And I'm telling you, I hope he gets his when he's locked up for them 66 months, because that was just so he's sentenced to 66 months in federal prison. Mm -hmm. And he also has to pay thirty two thousand some odd dollars to the victim for restitution because he broke bones in his face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, they were arrested. So, of course, they were fired from their job. But that's some real bull spit. Like I was heated. Yeah, I was heated he, when I read the story and not even right. uh, and watched the video. Mad when people react to stuff like that. If that was my loved one, right? You know what I mean. And then people get mad when you react to stuff like, "Oh my gosh, you should." Are you kidding me? No, because people want to, by any means, protect the police officers. It's just how people feel with soldiers. They want to do by any means to protect uh, uh, military people. They want to do anything that they can to protect police officers. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your title is. If you are a dirty, evil 
person, then that's who you are. It has nothing to do with whether you're a police officer. And once again, it just speaks to the fact that you want us to trust these people to protect and serve what you're sworn in to do. And a lot of times you see that these cops take jobs so that they can abuse power and that and they can that's what it is. It's that innate evil. Mm-hmm. That's that innate evil. You always talk about you feel your life is they criminalize brown skin. Mm-hmm. But in fact, and they act in fact, it is the white person that's always doing these evil, evil things. These mass shootings, all these abuses. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. From the oh, beginning of from the beginning, from beginning of exactly. time. Listen at the end of the day, this will be a recurring theme on this podcast. We have never been violent toward white people. White people have always been, from the beginning of time, violent toward us. Again, a whole race of people captured another race of people, and things like this continue to happen. It's an innate evil, and it's also a power, uh, it's a power thing. People mm-hmm. want to be powerful over the weak. And that's just true tea. But um, I hope that I I hope just like you that the cop gets what he uh, deserves. Most cops that go into jail, they usually do get what they de- what they deserve because you know, like I'm locked up by a cop. So what else do we have, Jussie? Well, Jesse Smollett, you we didn't talk about Jesse Smollett more on this damn show than anybody in the world. Jesse Smollett, you know, all of the charges was dropped against him. Good. All of the 16 felonies that he was charged with were dropped. Um, Good. And, and really, I think that the 16 charges were dropped. They're saying, you know, it's a, um, it's a black woman who is the prosecutor over the case. Mm-hmm. She said that she dropped the charges because they don't have enough evidence to charge him with anything. You know, um, I think that one, Jesse Smollett lied. It's what it is. People lie. You know, but two, every day. Mm-hmm. I told you. People I lied lie. to y'all earlier when I said I wasn't about to go off on that lady, but I was. Mm-hmm. Um, people lie every day. That's one. But more importantly, it's the fact that, again, Jesse Smollett messed up his life. He messed up his life. It was nothing that he did that he should have been getting charged felonies for, especially not 16 felonies. But the trick to all of this is not that Jesse Smollett got off. It's that now you have the mayor of Chicago, Ron Emanuel, Emanuel. Mm-hmm. doing news conferences. Now, well, all of the things that's going on in Chicago, you know, Chicago's murder rate is so high. Uh, Chicago's police department is so corrupt. Chicago's funding is so um, embezzled. But you have the mayor of Chicago coming out and speaking against the Jesse Smollett case. He is going around saying that he feels like quote, hate crime that he still believes that Jesse Smollett um, made up. You have your police department. Ain't solved the murder since 1902. Not even that. They're murdering people. People, right. (laughs) Right. Like, they are murdering unarmed Black men and women at a rapid rate, continuously, all you see is Chicago's corrupt police department. But y'all got time to come out and talk about one 
man who lied. But at the end of the day, he he was he was vindicated. He got his just due. He didn't get charged with anything. He could go on and live his life. So, I mean, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Right. But I guess that doesn't go toward Jesse Smollett. You even got the crazy ass president of the United States talking about Jesse damn Smollett stating that they feel like the FBI and the Department of Damn Justice should step in and investigate Jesse Smollett. What? Mm, mm, mm. It's crazy. Investigate Jesse Smollett. And then today it was said, at the time of this recording, it was said that Jesse Smollett, now anybody who hires Jesse Smollett for any acting job has to pay a credit, a tax credit to the city of Chicago, anyone that hires him. So they're First, doing everything that they can. How can they can. implement? They can't implement. Well, he only works in Chicago. How the hell are you going to implement a tax to Chicago for somebody working somewhere else? Not even only that. Come on. Why in the hell is Jesse Smollett and what he did or did not do this important? Right. Any different from all the other corruption stuff you did. Why don't you tax your damn self? I just think that it is asinine to be ahead of a city who has that much corruption and you have that much time on your hand that you're actually holding news conferences about one black man. Chicago had high hopes for Rahm Emanuel. He really did not pull through. He was the go-to guy in the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a start Democrat. He, when he was in the Obama administration, he had a lot of things to say that was for the betterment of the people. Mm -hmm. So they elected him with no problem, you Mm -hmm. know, and he got into that office and he, like most mayors of major cities, got exactly got into that office, got that position of power, you know, and like you said, flip the script. And he Mm -hmm. did exactly that. Jesse Smollett. Good for you. That's all I'll say for for you, boo. Okay, so let's just make a list. Can we make a list real quick? What What's going on while black? Selling water while black? Mm-hmm. Barbecuing while black? Mm-hmm. Taking your dog to the dog park while black? Uh, your house while black? Oh, yeah. <sighs> trying to get into the elevator? Black, trying to get into the elevator while black. Um, oh, going to the store. Your kids can't go to the store while black. Uh, remember that little boy? They oh, that's right. Yeah. The lady. You can't breathe while black. You can't <laughs> see while black. You can't sit in the sun while black. I mean, what do you have? Because you was born black. So anything that you got black, <laughs> you can't do. So what do you have now? What else can't you do while, while black? black? You cannot be a lawyer and Golly. be black. Golly. In Hartford County, Maryland. Mm. So in Hartford County, Maryland, an attorney who was representing a client for expungement presented his case to the judge, was granted the expungement. Mm. And when he was leaving the courtroom, the sheriff's officer said to him, good job, and then said the plaintiff's name. Mm. So the attorney said, I am not the plaintiff. I'm the attorney. And the sheriff's officer was like, yeah, right. He was like, no, my name is Abraham Lincoln, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm the attorney. And the sheriff's officer did not believe him. 
The man was detained. An attorney was detained for impersonating an attorney. Mm. Mm. Now, mind you, the judge granted his petition and the case was dismissed. He was he granted he was granted what he wanted and the case was dismissed. It was over. One, the sheriff's officer had no authority to detain him. The judge didn't say, I don't think that's it. nothing, none of that. Right. And they detained him until his firm, I think he worked for legal aid, until they called to verify that that was in fact him. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> You know what? I'm sorry. Sometimes you just have to laugh to keep you from crying. No, you literally have to laugh to keep yourself from crying. Because if you let in all of this negativity just from being a person that's black, you would really drive yourself insane. You mean to tell me I spent Thousands Uh, upon thousands (laughs) upon thousands of dollars. And and I'm sure his family wasn't a part of the damn scandal that had millions of dollars to get his kid into college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he got there on his own merit, as we usually do. You spent thousands of dollars, thousands of hours to become a lawyer. And you go into the courtroom where your profession lies. And they're like, oh, no, black man, you ain't no lawyer. First of all, I just, I, I said, and when I read this and I was angry, um, but I tried to look at the positive. And you what know was what the I, positive? The positive is you just think a, a black man who had never been to law school can still get in front of a judge, plead his case and win because we are smart like that. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show that that's why they fear us because we're, we're capable of be of doing so much. So what you know happened what I mean? to the sheriff's officer? I, I mean, that's all well Nothing. and good, but what happened to the Nothing. sheriff's officer who, Nothing. so, so what does this man, well, he's this suing. lawyer, he's oh, I was going to oh, say, yeah, absolutely. does he plan to pursue this? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, an investigation is taking place and he's absolutely suing. Um, and which is good because he's a lawyer. So he know and he oh, has an ball. attorney and he, right. So, yeah, I'm just curious to see how this pans out as well. But I was just like, goodness gracious, we we just can't do nothing. Again, you can't breathe. You can't walk out your door. You can't do anything. You can't even go and do your profession that you spent so much time trying to pursue. It's ridiculous. This world is really ridiculous. When you really sit back and you think about it, this world is fucking ridiculous. And it's been ridiculous, but my goodness. I'm not going to lie. I'm sick of hearing so much bad news. And I am going to, from this day forward, like go out of my way to try not to hear. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to hear. I just what need you want to turn. You just want to close your eyes. Something. I, I just, it's too much. It is too much. It's but too you much. Obviously it's, and it's tearing me down. About, it is. But you're obviously talking about living your life with your eyes closed because if you're living your life with your eyes wide open, then these are the things that you're going to see and hear and you can't escape them. You can turn off a social media. You can turn off the news. You know, you could do a lot of things, but they're still, when you open your eyes back up and when you turn it back on, they're still going to be staring you right in your damn face. And that's, it's a shame, but it's the truth. It's the truth. But I just feel like if you let the things get you down or you know it does have some effect on your general well-being oh, it does. And, and things like that and i just need 
I just need some positivity, some sunshine in my life. I already work in a field that's very difficult, you know, it's very emotional and things like that. That's why I take vacations a lot so that I can, you know, get away from it all. And it really saddens me sometimes, but I need to be a little more upbeat. Like, and I take on, you know, my, I take on other people's emotions. And I certainly, certainly don't like when people abuse the disenfranchised, you know. Yeah, me either. You know how I feel about people abusing black people. Right. Again, we can't do anything. We can't even exist. You know, we do our best to mind our business and just be in the world. That's what we do. And that's what we do. And we can't even do that, you know, but like you say, you know, you hate us because you ain't us. I mean, and that's just reality. Let's talk about before we, before we move on, I have to bring up the Bessie DeVos thing. What kind of satanic, uh, who, it's just like, what, what's the comedian say? What you mean? The baby can't have Christmas. Right. what, What kind of devil worshiper? takes funding away from the Special Olympics. Like, who does that? The Special Damn Olympics. Now, everybody likes the Special Olympics. I love everybody. I love, love, love Special Olympics. What do you say about it? This is is what... Well, so, Betsy DeVos (laughs) said that she was going to literally defund Special Olympics. In right. a nutshell, that's what she said. She's going to defund Special Olympics, saying that they get enough private donations, they don't need um, our money or whatever. But that's that's what she said. But the money that the Special Olympics gets from the government is earmarked mm-hmm. to the programs, the Special Olympic programs that are associated with the schools. So my son went to a school for children with special needs and they had a lot of sports. So just like if you go to a regular high school, you got the softball, yeah, have, you got basketball, right. basketball you got football, football, you got all that. Mm-hmm. So when he went to his school, they had all of those things offered to those students too. And mm-hmm. But as a parent, and I'm, I'm speaking solely as a parent, what Special Olympics did for my son, it taught him, just like if he didn't have special needs, mm-hmm. it taught him teamwork. Mm-hmm. But w- one of the things, um, especially Jiggy played basketball. He played tennis. He has a whole lot of gold medals. He won tennis singles, tennis partners. Um, but on the basketball team, one thing I like about Special Olympics is that the boys and girls play together. Mm-hmm. It's not so. It was funny because the first year he played, you know, Jiggy loved the chicks. So if the chick on the other team was like, give me the ball, he would just give it to her. Like, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> we ain't in competition. This is all you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as a parent, we enjoy, he enjoyed it. And I enjoy seeing my son do something social, you know, competitive. And his team made it to the championship one year. And when I tell you, they have all of Wildwood on lock. Mm -hmm. Every gym in Wildwood, Wildwood Crest is occupied with, you know, tournaments. And the kids go down there. They stay the night in hotels. It's so much fun. And the parents are down there screaming and hollering at the kids like, get the ball, Kevin. You know, Mm -hmm. like, like, I mean, it's fun. And I just think that she must be satanic. No, she's not satanic. She just, well, she probably is satanic. I don't want to say that she's not satanic, but you know, she's the educational secretary. So she's the educational secretary who doesn't have any education. education. You know, she's an educational secretary who did not go to school. She inherited the money that she has and she's so far removed from even education. Any kind of reality, right. You know, 
the fact that you would want to take anything, no matter what it is, from anybody with a disability is far beyond what I can even comprehend, you know, because you think, damn, if nobody going, you know, advocate for anything, they're going to advocate for the Special Olympics, you know, they're going to at least advocate for people with special needs. No, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And the, and then they tried to throw it out there and say, well, she gave half of her salary last year to the Special Olympics. This is something that's near and dear to her heart. Well, it can't be something that's near and dear to your heart if you're talking about any shape, form, or fashion in cutting it. So it can't be something that's near and dear to your heart. And the fact that they tried to throw that out there is like, please, spare us if you can. Now, the Special Olympics, they do thrive off of private funding. They have more than 500,000 athletes every year that donate yes. to the Special Olympics. So they do thrive off of private, private donations. donations. But they, However, the program they put together is just so nice. It's just so nice. They use the money well. I feel like it's not even about the money. You know, like they try to make it seem like it's about the money, but it's not about the money. You can't do anything in schools now. You know, they take away, they're taking away everything that they have in schools. They don't want you to be able to do anything. All they want to do in schools, right. All they want to do in schools is focus on the test. They teach the test. They make the kids take the test and that's it. Kids are getting out of school. They're not learning anything at all. They're not learning everyday skills. They're not even learning uh, subtractions and adding. They're not learning handwriting. They don't know how to write in cursive. They don't know how to do anything. No, but they do know how to do. They know how to take a test. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that they know how to do. And then when you add a person that has special needs on top of that, that limits them more than a child that doesn't have special needs. And for you to want to take away the educational component that the Special Olympics holds in these schools is ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But at the time of this recording, it has come out that they, they're they not, not going to go do through. Right. Well, they have plenty of representatives that came out, um, you know, in Congress, in the Senate and said that it wasn't going to pass anyway. You know, some things that people just aren't going to vote in because a large majority of the people that's not voting it in, they probably have special needs children. You know what I'm saying? And you can have like Betsy DeVos. I'm sure you got kids. You probably got grandkids. They're going to have kids. One of those kids could be special needs. Then what your ass going to do? Just the thought of it just is like, what kind of, what kind of devil are you? Hey, the kind that has a position of power, the kind that's able to do something like that, the kind that's so far removed from reality that they would even think to do something like that. Cause my thing is, is this, you got a list in front of you. You go mm-hmm. down the list, X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. Special Olympics. Uh, X could be cut, right? Cut, you know, Z could stay. Oh, cut the Special Olympics. I mean, it wasn't nothing else on that list that you could say, you know what? Keep them, but cut this. That's the world we live in. That exactly. is the world that we live in. And that is definitely the type of government that we are dealing with these days. Terrible. So here we go. Another week and we didn't get to the topic. Well, I think we're going to get to the topic. You know why? Because our topic this week that we're going to talk about is feminism. 
Feminism is an interesting thing. And we got one more who did some shit that's going to go right on into this topic. Let's talk real quick about the Cardi B situation or what Cardi B uh, got going on. Because I think that that definitely speaks to um, what we want to talk about this week, which is feminism. An old video focus uh, came about of Cardi B. Back a old, a old, right, a old video that was already out all them years yeah. ago. It wasn't like a hidden no, video, it and it out. just she came out. Exactly. It was a video that she had well before she got famous. You know, she was a stripper, and she was making Instagram videos, which we all do. And in this video, she was talking about her stripping days. And she was like, look, when I was a stripper, you know, or I'm still a stripper or whatever she said. She was like, I I was out here. These guys wanted to get with me. They wanted to um, get something for nothing. Oh, you wasn't going to get, I was going to get mine. She was talking about how she would set the guys up, take them to the hotel room, give them a little something, meaning like drugs, and then she would rob them. So now this resurfaced now that she's a celebrity, because, of course, we love to build people up just to tear them down. Now it's Cardi B's turn. She got too high up, you know, because they couldn't wait to to they couldn't wait to build her up. They couldn't wait to say, oh, she a girl from around the way doing her thing. You know, oh, she's funny. She this, that and third. She keep it real. Well, now she didn't kept it too real for you. It's not even like yeah, now. The video is old. Like no, that's, it is. no, it's now because they're bringing it back up. up now, now that's it's what I'm saying. They're like, going into the archives, but it's now because Cardi B is everywhere. Cardi B has gotten too big. And anybody, if you notice the way the society goes today, especially in the entertainment uh, film world, especially with social media, anybody who gets too big, where the people feel like ah. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling yourself a little bit too much? They bring their asses down. But it speaks to the fact that Cardi B is a woman. Right. You know, you know all of the stuff that happened with Bill Cosby, right? They said Bill Cosby was out here drugging and raping women. Bill Cosby was found guilty. Bill Cosby is in jail. So they trying to compare Cardi B's situation and her drugging and robbing men to the Bill Cosby situation who was drugging and raping women. Well, first of all, let me, let me, you just, you just make me comment. You just, I just be here minding my business. You just make me say stuff. So first of all, let me say this. It's apples and oranges. Okay. What? And I'm not what Bill Cosby did was a crime and let's not forget that bill cosby admitted Mm -hmm. that he did that that he raped women that he drugged them and had sex with them Mm -hmm. that he admitted that they so go ahead that that's what he did the difference here and this definitely speaks to feminism because so now you're people are saying oh if she was a man they'd be dragging him Mm -hmm. blah 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 number one she is not a man. Right. Number two, the men were tricks. Damn tricks. They was tricks. And it's illegal to solicit sex. So it was an illegal act from the beginning. And that's just like me saying, Maya, 
claim my two kids on your taxes. Give me a thousand dollars. And you be like, okay, then you claim my two kids and you never give me a thousand dollars. Well, I'm going to take you to court mm-hmm. for our illegal for our illegal transaction. Right. right. Hell, come on. But you so have men coming and out and and saying, and they, oh, he too. You know that oh, happened to me. Yeah, your punk ass trick. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. Because you wasn't saying nothing. And of that's that what you, you get when you thought right. you was getting some. Yep. Your punk ass trick. That's exactly what you are. I can't believe I'm talking like this on the podcast this week. I can't even do this with you. No, well, uh, it's the truth. It I'm is. So the truth. I just was talking to somebody about the situation and I said the same exact thing. If Cardi, if they weren't trying to get something from Cardi B, then she wouldn't have been trying to get something from them. Now, what, how she went about it makes no difference. The fact that you was okay enough to go up to the room with her, you, were you illegal know, soliciting her That's at right. the strip club, That's you know, because. Right. She already got her money at the strip club. You know, right. stripping is not illegal. So she already right. got her money at the strip club, but she exactly. wanted something extra. She was exactly. like, oh, okay, you could get something extra well, and I'm going to get extra. something extra too. Exactly. So then when you get the extra that it was that you wanted, why are you mad? Right. You And that's the difference. But you see how men want to make everything about the everything to belittle the woman. Yeah. You know, everything to belittle the woman, to shame the woman. And that's what... You know, we're talking about that's how we even got on this topic of feminism because Mm -hmm. they do everything to belittle the woman. There is no equality at all. There is no equality. Now, no, men and women are not the same and we're not trying to be the same Mm -hmm. as men. And I I would always say like, oh, the feminist, you know, I'm not a feminist. But when you look at the real definition of a feminist, I am. I said the same exact thing. I didn't think that I was a feminist either. I would always talk bad about feminists, really. I would be like, oh, they doing too much. I don't even know why you want to be uh, not, why you want to take out trash, why you want to, mm. you know, change tires, but that really has nothing to do with it. I was, reading I, a, I was reading an article, and this article put everything in perspective for me. Well, before you read the article, read the definition of what feminism is. Okay. So according to the dictionary, what feminism is, is one, is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Number two, the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. Number three, the belief that men and women should have equal rights and opportunities. And number four is the doctrine advocating social, political, and all other rights of women equal to those of men. Now, that is what the dictionary says. The Webster Dictionary says the you know, definition of feminism. But like I said, I was reading this article, and it put things into perspective of what feminism really is. So in the article, they say feminism at its core is about equality of men and women, not sameness. So many people offer up the argument that women are not the same as men, so there can't be equality. In other words, because their bodies are different, many say weaker and smaller, and because men and women have different physical capabilities, these physical differences mean equality is not possible. It's critical to understand that same does not mean equal. When I read that, I said, oh, well, maybe I am a feminist because I never looked at feminism in that way. Never, ever. But when I read that, I said, that's true. 
It's not about being the same because we're different. You know, right. you a man, I'm a woman. We're, mm-hmm. we're not the same, you know, mm-hmm. uh, biologically, we're not the same. Mentally, we're not the same. Physically, we're not the same. But we are equal to one another, mm-hmm. meaning we are both human beings mm-hmm. and we both deserve the same right as each other. And that and that is really what I, I used to think, like, you know, there's a lot of grants and opportunities and I've always known that I was a what they called a double minority because I was black and female. Um, I've always known that, but I really didn't understand the ramifications of that until recently. Uh, we live, especially corporate America, is still very male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, most position, most most positions, and and so one of the bigger the, the biggest things in our country because I don't like to talk about things, and uh, you know I am a global citizen, so I'm always thinking about our neighbors across the waters, and there are women in other countries who are not even considered human. At all, you know, they treat them uh, as bad or worse as they treated black people as slaves. Um, they have no opinion, or they're not allowed to have an opinion. They have no say so. Uh, they can't work. They can't drive. They can't dress a certain way. They can't say anything. You know, they have no rights over their bodies, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately, you know, and they look at America like you know, this is the place to be. And then we're here in America with more rights, but we still don't have equal rights. Um, And so it just makes things, it it put things in perspective with me, especially in this position that I have now of how people look at women. I mean, I can answer a question and people just look at me like, Mm -hmm. What? But like, let a man say the same exact thing in the same exact way that you said it, then it wouldn't like, be a problem. Great job, Bob. You right. Exactly. And it, just exactly. like how we have, how we, how we suffer with the fact that people say that we're angry black women, mm-hmm. you know, because we are assertive, because we stand up for ourselves, because we're knowledgeable, then we have to have that stigma on us as angry black women. No, we're not angry black women. We are just women for one. And two, we know just as much, if not more than you do. So we want to be heard the same way. It was funny. I was on Twitter and I seen this tweet. One of the, in the tweet said, why are Iraqi women so loud? Right. And the answer back was because they were never able to be heard. They was talking specifically about Iraqi mothers. And she was like, I I keep wondering why they're so loud. And, and the answer back was because they were never able to be heard. And so when it comes down to, you know, when they're finally able to say something, they're loud because they want to get their point across. And I thought that was very interesting um, to read. Uh, and also what we talk about and we've done a podcast episode on the perception of an angry black woman mm-hmm. but um being angry is also a label that's applied to feminists mm-hmm. people think oh why are feminists angry and oh feminists are also angry and that is also not true and the perception that feminists are angry is another tool mm-hmm. that those that are invested in keeping women to keep the mindset that men are dominant, mm-hmm. you know, and they describe women, oh, they're emotional, they're hysterical, they're illogical, they're irrational, they're angry. And um, 
truthfully, even if we are those things, we have a right. So there are other perceptions of feminists. Mm-hmm. Feminists hate men. That's Which is not true at That's all. That's not true. Feminists don't hate men. And most feminists, you know, believe that without the support of men, the whole movement, per se, will not ever reach its goal because we need people who are not women to mm-hmm. also be in support of this inequality, to, to oh. raise our um, equality. Also, um, a lot of people think feminists are manly, like, oh, they don't shave, they don't use deodorant, they don't do this, they don't do that. Now, that's not has that has nothing to do with feminism. Some women may use it as an excuse, like, well, men don't have to shave, and nobody talks about a man being hairy. or And that's not true, because I do. I don't like no hairy man either. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> so, and that's that woman, that's and that that's, right, and that's that, what that woman's woman choice. Wants to do. That right. woman doesn't speak for all women, you know. Right. Feminists don't speak for all women, you know. They, they and, do not because I I shave and exactly. I don't want to look like a man. <laughs> right. I don't want to look like a man, you know, just to try to prove a point. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you don't have to be female to be a feminist. Mm-hmm. You know, if you support the equality. And you support the movement and you feel that women should be equal. You do not have to be a woman to be a feminist. Right. Because, again, feminism comes down to equality, not sameness. Mm-hmm. As, that's important to note. I mean, it's a, it, it should be threaded all through this. It's not it's about equality. You know, it's not about sameness. So if you want this, you want equality for people, then you want equality for people. You know, it's a lot of people who fight for the equality of black people and they ain't black, you know, and we need them too, because we are still here, the minority and without, uh, without other people who are not the same as you fighting for your cause, no matter what it is, it doesn't get heard. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't get hurt. And that's just what it is. And then there are some issues, some very public issues that face feminism, mm-hmm. um, like labor. Now, if a woman wants to be a firefighter, police officer, fight in the military, a construction worker, whatever. Go ahead, Let boo. Them. Exactly. exactly. Let them. Go ahead, boo. And they need, they should have equal pay. If mm-hmm. you do the same work, you should get the same pay. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to do any of those things. Right. But that's a personal choice. Exactly. You know, and but I feel like if somebody's personal choice is to do those things, by all means, allow them. Mm-hmm. But labor always um, proves difficult in the feminine movement. And also, not just equal work, equal pay, but also family leave mm. you know when women have children it's often the woman who has to leave her job you know to stay home with the child and what about paternity leave in other countries you know men a lot of like sweden like they get a lot of time off to take care mm-hmm. of their babies mm-hmm. uh, but a friend of mine works for amtrak he got six weeks well, they have it. And they have it incorporated now. Paternity leave is a thing now. It's but it's it's the man's choice to exercise the right. But they do get it. It is in jobs now, you know. But they have to exercise the right to do it. Now that it, um, it it seems that most men 
aren't trying to do it because if you think about it, you know, they, they well, not me, but I'm saying they probably think about it in the way of, well, somebody got to work, but you get the time, you mm-hmm. get paid for the time. Right. So take the time, you know, right. but, um, I guess historically, men haven't been the ones who take care of the children. You know, they mm-hmm. haven't been the ones who have been home and uh, staying with the children. Women have. And so I guess a lot of people still um, think right. like that today because that has a lot to do with the fact, the reason why I didn't think I was a feminist. Old fashioned values, you know, right. had a lot to do with right. why I didn't think that I was a feminist because I was like, ah, well, I mean, you know, I don't want, I don't want, to do certain things. So I can't, I'm not a feminist because I don't want to take the trash out. I don't want to change tires. I don't want to change the light bulb. I ain't trying to rake the lawn, you know, like things of that nature. And so I think a lot of people fall into that as well, not wanting or not acknowledging the fact that they're feminists because of the way that. Because they believe in traditional male, female roles. And that's, and that's, you know, a personal choice. For yourself, but it still doesn't mean that we should not be equal. Also, especially in our community, a lot of women now are the breadwinners. Yeah. So to give a man six weeks leave and a woman gets 12 weeks, that's not equal because if the woman is the, so if one person is going to work, it should be the breadwinner who earns most of the money. And so why can't the paternity leave be equal to the maternity leave? Or, you know, the man getting leave for, um, you know, what is it, report card day and, you know, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. Because those are the things that go into raising children. Mm-hmm. Uh, another issue with the feminism that affects the feminism is the media. Because just like we are traditional, the media continuously perpetuates these traditional and stereotypical roles for uh women and mm-hmm. men and mm-hmm. like I'm a nurse and there are more men in nursing school it's still predominantly women but there are more men in nursing school now that have ever been before and then the men are they're like oh you're a nurse you must be gay you know so like right it's it's like but no media, I just want to make I just want to make a living for myself and I care about people so and that's some the reason people, why I, became I don't know a nurse. who they are but like nursing <laughs> 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 but the media is going to do what the media does you know the media is going to continue to do that and it it goes back to your point of you know a lot of people think that feminism feminists are angry a lot of people you know look down on feminists so of course the media is going to screw the fact that tradition should be in place of course they are i mean the people that's running the media are old white men right and i mean it's like in all media, all forms of media, mm-hmm. all mediums, you know, mm-hmm. th- that's what they, and I remember, um, this was a while ago, I think it was a Better Homes and Garden magazine, or or it was some kind of interior design magazine or something. It was definitely a woman's magazine, mm-hmm. 100% woman's magazine. And they had an ad, they were selling a sink, mm-hmm. a pedestal sink. And I remember looking and I just kept staring at the ad and I was angry, but I just kept looking like I would never buy that sink just because of the way they average. There was a woman in a slinky gown, Mm. like leaned a a, a damn sink. 
Right. <laughs> you trying to sell a sink to another yes. woman? Yes. You know, to another woman? Like, are you serious right now? And I remember saying, I will never get a pedestal sink. Right. Because I was just mad at the way that they tried to. Are you really trying to get me to buy this sink with this woman in the sequence gown with a slit all the way up her leg, slathered over the sink? In a woman's magazine, though. It, it doesn't matter if it's a woman's magazine. You have to look at who the magazines are ran by. That's what men want to see. And so if a man, right, but that's what men want to see or the, the company, a person that's heading wants to see. So that's the reason why they sell you things in that nature. That's the reason why they say sex sells, because it's usually men that are putting it out there. When you see, even in the entertainment field, right, you see rappers come out, female rappers. Female rappers got to be sexy. They have to be, you know, half dressed. Nicki Minaj was a little tomboy butch when they when they when found she, her. Right. Exactly. But, then, but then she became a little mm-hmm. king clone. You know what I'm saying? Long are the days where you had like a Queen Latifah or MC Light or right. Yo-Yo or something like that. Now sex sells. And the people who are putting these people into these positions are men. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they want to see. So that's what they're going to put out there. Another issue facing feminism is violence against women Mm. and sadly i just see no progress you know the me too movement i think that's great um but especially in other places where the culture dominates and things like that and even here in the united states if someone is sexually assaulted they're looked at like it you know it was your fault yeah, what it's did a lot you of victim do blaming. to provoke them? Um, they victimize the victim over and over and over. You know, they start accusing the victim of everything. And um, there's no decreases in attacks against women. It's just a really sad state, you mm. know, and people just think it's okay. They do. I've seen, a, I've seen an article today where a mother um, sending her son to Yale asked for the female population of the school not to wear leggings. It's something that she wants to put into place for them not to wear leggings because it's a temptation for her son. That is your son is a rapist? Right. What's going on? That is the that but but though and that's a woman doing that. But that is right what women have to face on a daily basis. Don't wear certain things because you, you know, you bring the rape on. Don't be too friendly. Don't talk, you know, like, you know how they say a woman goes out, she has a short skirt on and then she gets raped. And then it's like, Oh, well, it's her. Why would she wear that? You know what I'm saying? If she went out and she, her ass was butt ass naked. That's not a A invitation to be attacked. Exactly. And so as you stated, and you don't see those things decreasing and you only see them getting worse and you still see the same reaction to them. And that is truly the sad part, as you said. And that's what Mm -hmm. feminism, Mm -hmm. that's what feminists are fighting for. You know, we are fighting for the right. And now I'm calling myself a feminist. You hear me? We, (laughs) We right. I just wasn't a feminist yesterday. 
Now today, I'm like, I'm we are fighting for the rights to be able to wear what we want to. Men aren't assaulted when they're walking out in basketball shorts and they ain't got no drawers on underneath mm-hmm. of them. You know what I'm saying? They're not walking out when they're running. I've seen a man today running with no shirt on. You know what I'm saying? And nobody was screaming out the window saying to him, hey, sexy, what you doing? You know, mm-hmm. that is what women and what feminists are fighting for, you know, as we stated, to be equal. And then when we go into the black woman, that's, right, that's where I wanted whole, to get into. That's a whole nother. Well, that's, that's whole. That's more. And, and that's the, uh, the last issue. That's the last issue I have. And the last issue is social inequality, because we've had this discussion before. You know, when people talk about women's rights and uh you know, things like that. And we always say, I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, am I black before I'm a woman? Am I a woman before I'm black? You know, black what is... Right, You're so you feel like you're black before you're a woman. 100%. I feel like 100% you're black before you're a woman. When I, I walk out my door and I get attacked for being mm-hmm. black, it has nothing to do with whether I'm a woman. When I get racially profiled, I'm I'm racially profiled. It has nothing to do with whether I'm a woman. Now, as a black woman, we are a double minority, but people look at you as black first. So when somebody wants to do something, let's say a, a person, you know, was in the KKK and they was walking by my door. Mm-hmm. They want to attack me because I'm a because I'm black, not because I'm a woman. So I look at myself as black before I look at myself as a woman. So you you base it on you base it on you are discriminated against more for the color of your skin than for your gender. Yes, 100%. right. So, uh, and different people may. A black it- man will get. I don't mean to cut you off, but a black man will get. I feel like. In certain opportunities, let me say this, in mm-hmm. certain opportunities, a black man will get the opportunity before a black woman. Now, maybe not, I, 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 I don't know, I'm about to contradict myself, because maybe not in 2019, because right. the black woman are, are, is doing so much more. But I think in certain instances, a black man will still be looked at more than a black woman. If you, yeah, if you got, if you're a firefighter, I'm a black firefighter. I'm a black woman as a firefighter. And it's a black man as a firefighter. And they giving somebody a, a promotion. Who do you think they're going to get the promotion to? They're going to give it to the man first. Right. But that's already if he's in the position. I think a lot of times. I'm talking about in the position. I right. said if I'm a black woman that's a firefighter and it's a black man that's a firefighter and we going out for the same p- promotion, who do you think they're going to give it to first? So I said in some instances right. so, I think that the man is still going to have the leg up in certain instances. So now, but let's just say in another in instance. Discrimination, I think that has to, it has to do with being black, not with just being a woman. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about Miss um, Kimberly Crenshaw. Okay. Miss Kimberly Crenshaw is a, she's a lawyer and she's a law professor at UCLA and Columbia School of Laws. And in 1989, she coined the term intersectionality. She's considered a black feminist scholar. And intersectionality considers that various forms of social stratification, such as class, race, sexual orientation, age, religion, creed, disability, and gender do not exist separately from each other, but are interwoven together. 
In other words, the intersectional theory asserts that people are often disadvantaged by multiple sources of oppression. And she said, you know, when you have those things, so, and let's just say, I, a poor black female, and I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? And, and, and what she's saying is these things cannot be separated because we're already at a disadvantage and it puts us at, for each other social thing we have going on, it keep, it increases our disadvantage. And she says it can't be separated. So do I think of myself, I always say I'm a black woman. I've used the term black first, um, but I don't know if my discrimination experience has been more because I was black or more because I was the woman, because in my experiences, I have been in a lot of positions where I'm around mostly men. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but I know to me, it's it goes together. And like when we think historically, let's just say Susan B. Anthony, for instance, you know, mm. with women, women's suffrage and stuff like that, uh-huh. you know. I'm just saying, she. I'm listening. They, they were fighting for white women's right yes, to vote. Exactly. You know, they didn't care anything about black men, women, dogs, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were saying white. They didn't women, care about black people, people. meaning exactly. that you're black first. The discrimination that you face, even in the times, they are it comes down to you being black. It has nothing to do with you being a woman. So they wasn't, like you said, they wasn't fighting for voting rights for black people. They right. was fighting for voting rights for white women. For white women. So that when blacks earned their right to vote, it was automatic that black men and women could vote because white women, women were already, already voting the right. right to vote. So exactly. yes, so we are, you, you know, so the intersectional theory it tells us, you know, very specifically, very matter-of-factly, that we cannot separate uh, who we are. Mm-hmm. And that makes um, the issue, the last issue that I was wanted to talk about was the social inequality. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes it a very big issue for many women because globally there are more women of color right. than white women. right. You but know, you would never know you would right. you would never know that but okay and culture plays a very big role in social norms mm-hmm. for women everywhere listen um, at the end of the day this conversation was very interesting because i found out that i was a feminist but none too. of that <laughs> right so that this was very interesting because we discovered something about ourselves and none of that still separates the fact that i'm a black woman so right. i'm black first but i want to end with this please remember that when we are fighting for rights we're fighting for equality not to be considered men not to be looked at as men we want you to just look at us like we are human beings are we are do the same thing that men if we are doing the same job we should be getting equal benefit and reward. We should have equal opportunity if that's what we choose to do. But it does not mean that you cannot hold the door for a woman. It does not mean that you 
you know, help a woman across the street. It does not mean that we want to take out our own garbage. That is not what the whole feminist movement is about at all. You know, it's okay to be a feminist and still believe in gender roles or traditional traditional gender roles in relationships. But when you, when I go to work, I don't care if I'm the CEO of the company. If I'm your woman, you know, I play a different role. And that's just, and I think you're right. It was our traditions and uh, what we think, which made us think that we were not feminists. But I do believe in equality for women. I absolutely positively do. So I really believe I in more. Feminist. I really believe in more for women. We do more things. We birth you. Right. So. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be here. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for this week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we surely enjoy bringing it to you. Remember, a, a new episode drops each and every Monday. This is our 60th episode. Can you believe it? 60. Wow. <laughs> We've okay. been at this thing for a little minute now. It but remember, <laughs> remember that a new episode drops each and every Monday. Remember um, to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. You can find us anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify. Follow me on my personal Twitter. It's mymy13, y'all, M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at Bibiamina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Yeah, so we'll see you same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Be a feminist. I love you, Maya. I love you, too.